And we're back. Welcome to Print Your Games Podcast, the podcast about what's all new and awesome in 3D printing for games. I'm your host, Jefferson J. Thacker, also known as Param, and I'm joined by... Kristen Salwoods, also known as Lost Spheres. Wow. Yeah, it's been one of them days for you, ain't it, Kristen? It sure has, sure has, and proof that 3D printing is safer than making salads. Oh, no. I do. I am not one to believe in luck, but with the day you've been telling me you've had, I would not be surprised if the next text that came down the pipeline was, be right back, late for episode, Meteor Killed Car. <laughs> Yes, it wouldn't be surprising, but fortunately, I think I'm inside for a while, so it'll have to be something a little different than that, unless it just takes out the whole room. Let us hope not. Uh, does this bad? Has this? Do you like have bad luck with dice? Like, are D twenties your bane? Um, you know, I do really well with dice when I'm DMing, and that is often problematic in its own well, way. But like when I when I join a new group and I'm a low level character, yes, I have I have a little run bad die rolling. But it seems to be more of a character based thing than a specifically always me thing. Oh, wonder. I would hate to hope. Like I I hear of people that have like historically bad luck and as someone who does not believe in luck whatsoever, uh I I very much feel bad when I hear about uh like things like Jeff Dice and things. I believe in probability fields mm. and you enter them and you exit them. So it's like there's a you hit it and then there's that curve of experience mm. and then you leave. That's that's yeah. what I'm I'm thinking is much more likely than quote unquote luck. And speaking of bad luck, you've not had great luck with your FDM printing. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Mm-hmm. My FDM printer is it's still here. It's still mm-hmm. set up, but uh after the last uh, I want to say about a week ago, mm-hmm. it, it is it is uh, slated for re- replacement, probably. So, mm-hmm. uh, indeed, as we have sort of gone on a trend the last few episodes, more and more printers are being announced that kind of address the very concerns that we pulled up in our. What will it take for 3D printing to go mainstream? Uh, when we started talking about FDM printers, we talked about the Cobra last week and how like this thing has a, a, a direct drive extruder and automatic bed leveling and like real real talk, everybody. Most of what goes wrong with a 3D printer is the bed level. That is the biggest hurdle to like make sure that stuff sticks to the bed and make sure that the bed is leveled. And if you can do those two things, like most prints will going to go off without a hitch. Like there's other things that you have to take into account, but as long as you're playing safe with good settings, you know, making sure you've got a good level bed and keeping it clean and stuck, keep the bed clean, make sure things stick to the bed. So like some people use hairspray and glue stick to like help that along if they don't have a surface that um with a heated bed or a heated chamber that stuff is easier and easier so auto bed leveling is a big feature and we're and we were like in the cobra in a sub 300 printer you can get auto bed leveling and then elegu was just like surprise attack backstabbing cobra uh (laughs) and announced like literally the day after our last episode that they're bringing the neptune 3 the neptune 2 is still crying after having its umbilical cord severed and (laughs) neptune 2s came out not too long ago either and now a neptune 3 is on the block and what does it bring automatic bed level magnetic flex plate built into the printer yeah yeah it does not have the direct drive extruder it's still a bowden tube extruder it has uh but other than that it also it only has 16 points of automatic bed leveling instead of 25 points so it's a four by four grid instead of a five by five grid but other than that 
it seems to be like a fantastic entry-level printer and it's coming in at $220 retail with a yeah, special price, price of 210. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah, that is crazy. I uh like I snatched one up. Like they were doing this big launch stream. Uncle Jesse's channel was like doing a live stream with it and they were doing giveaways and stuff. In fact, I lucked out and got the Uncle Jesse coupon that got me 25 bucks off this order and in addition to that. So I got mine for like 180 bucks. I think I missed it by like two three minutes. Oh, it was yeah. the, the coupons were used already. So Oof. but hey two two oh nine for that was, was not too shabby. I mean like the, the concept of a two hundred dollar FDM printer that is of great quality um is already like a relatively recent phenomenon. And like I've been like talking up my Neptune too for ages now. Forever. I know Uncle yeah. Jesse talks it up too. He's uh, on his channel. He talks about how like that's how he runs his print farm business. It's like a whole slew of Neptunes um, because it's a super reliable printer. It just like it gets stuff done. It was it takes like 15 minutes to put it together. And if the Neptune 3 inherits this and from all the reviews we've seen from the people who've been given uh, pre-order versions, they're all saying that it works fantabulously. Um, then I am every bit as confident and at 200 bucks like i ordered one and i, I kind of want to order another one just, just to so have, them have both running at the yeah. same time because yeah. right now my plan is to do a neptune 2 and a neptune 3 and to right. just like crank out terrains because like we talked about dark alley from lovecraft earlier uh, we, there's some other fdm stuff we're going to be uh shouting out to later and i just really want to crank out a ton of terrain and fdm printers where that's at and having a, just FDM printers that I do not have to worry about. Neptune 2 was already 90% there. Like, I just level it between every few prints, and it just spits out, like, ruins after terrain. Like, I've pulled off, like, five or six buildings off that thing. No problem whatsoever. Tons of movement trays. Love, love, love my Neptune 2. And yeah, now was, even that little thing is just going to be no headache. I was getting so pumped with, like, when I first got that Mega X to do mm -hmm. all those Niflheim Mm -hmm. runes from Asgard yes, Rising. so good! So good, so modular, like, just, mm -hmm. it looks like such a good set, and then, like, you know, I was popping off mm -hmm. some uh, Kraken tiles uh, mm -hmm. from their first set, and I couldn't even get one that wasn't warped. Not one. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I can't do those Niflheim things. They won't, they won't join, they won't be right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am excited, because I would very much like now to use the Neptune 3 to do them. Yeah. Oh, also, if any of our listeners, like, we've talked about how great that Asgard Riding rising niflheim ruin set is uh, i got it when it was originally released on the patreon um and then the kickstarter expanded it so i did grab the the you are already already a patron pledge um there um and they are they're releasing that ruin set again um as part of another kickstarter they're about to hit but it's like the goblin kickstarter so it's like yeah, it's all swampy goblins. ruins and giant goblin army their goblins look really cool and like super like nordic myth like you can tell so much that they love their 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 celtic mythology over at osgood rising well and it's such and, a and, like um, a consistent Vikings. detailing it makes it feel like it's all in the same world between all these different sets right even though they've got very distinct like architectural styles and stuff so yeah it's, it's super slick Right. It's like the stuff they release uh, for the Norse mythology was like obviously Asgard Rising, great stuff there. But then like their Celtic stuff is also super on point and uh, their new dwarves look really sweet. Um, yep. It's like they look like the illustrations from Rankin Bass's like Lord of the Rings movie, like the animated one. And I'm all about that. I'm <laughs> all about that. They have just a little bit of retro vibe in them, but not like 
not hokey. They like look him. old. They look low tech. They look. I'm dark age dwarf. I'm middle. Like I'm a. I'm the dwarf peasant that didn't get my father's you know billion gold piece ancestral plate mill to go into battle with because I had to sew the hole on this sock myself <laughs> and pull my crossbow out of the mud to go to battle yeah yeah not quite the uh s- steampunk dirigible backpack dwarves that have been dominating the scene lately <laughs> yeah like I, I i love me my steampunk dwarves no complaints like and gamic is showing off steampunk dwarves in their next set so that's great and there's a I forget who else is doing steampunk dwarves next month too there's two different pledgers doing it next month yeah, I think uh, uh, Heroes Infinite's doing a whole bunch of steampunk stuff. Yeah, they're the, like, it's weird because some of that steampunk stuff is like, this is a weird set. Heroes Infinite is doing a steampunk set. They've done the previews for it. A lot of it is like, all of Heroes Infinite stuff, a lot of it is like obvious proxies for Warhammer models. And mm-hmm. they have usually have similar silhouettes. And in their steampunk set, it's like, okay, that is something for Adeptus Mechanicus. Okay, that is something from Age of Sigmar. That is something for necrons it's like this weird like the steampunk set itself is super cohesive but the actual individual models that are proxies are from several different armies this time around and right it's right really interesting yeah a lot of a lot of potential filler or you could play them cohesively together mm-hmm. yeah it's neat. or you know you could play one page rules and you know get the army creator stuff and like build the the steampunk army or actually they have the duchies of venice they That's have way, the steampunk yeah, army of Vinci. Yeah. yeah. Dun- Dutchies of Vinci stuff. So you can totally do that over in our OPR as is, which is another reason I really like playing one page rules games is because of the point calculator. When you pledge in uh, to the uh, patron, you get access to the point calculator, which lets you build your own units. And so yep. then, or in build your, actually, they actually have the rules to build your entire army um, available online. So if you wanted to build an entire faction for the game, they have all the rules to do that available for you. And it's the same rules that the, that they use to build the armies that are official. So, you know, they, they will be balanced with each other. And that's kind of like, is the biggest draw I have to one page rules games is so that like, I can cool, pull in all these weird, awesome, unique uh, 3d printed stuff. And then just, you know, have the, plastic soldiers bang into each other till one of them dies and as i recall even the official armies you can play any two right like interacting yeah well in casual play there's no limit and in right. uh competitive play rules it's any two uh you pick one to be your primary faction right. and your secondary faction is limited to 25 percent of your points right so it's yeah. very very flexible but like for instance, for me who likes really cool weird magic stuff, if I like the mm-hmm. spell list from a different army, I can have my spellcasters be from that army, right? Or and then yeah. yeah. So I have two different spellcasters from two different armies, lots of magic at your disposal. Yeah, you, you you can pretty much just mow down my armies in a couple rounds if you have good ranged normal weapons, because I'm really just there trying to like roll all my weird magic effects off on people before I die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's look at let's take a, a closer look at some of these printers. So the one that got our attention, like the one that, that absolutely stole our attention, was indeed Neptune uh, Three. Uh, now this was released as part of like a big live event where they were pre-releasing the Mars Three Pro 
uh, like an upgraded version of the Mars 3, and probably the, the headliner, the Saturn 2, we talked about it last episode, and it ended up coming in at $500 for the pre-launch yeah. price. Couldn't quite justify it, but man, it looks so nice. Like Honestly, if the, like right now, if you do not have a mid-format printer, the Saturn 2, even at 550 which is the current price, absolutely jump on that now. Um, like That is great. That is a great price for an amazing printer. Like That's what I paid for. I paid five hundred. No, I actually got the. Was I get the four hundred dollar Saturn one? I forget. I forget. I got the really good Saturn one price. Yeah, I paid a little bit less than my Saturn one, but I actually paid more than that for my um, Mono mm -hmm. X. So, uh, so Neptune three. It is got the auto bed leveling. We just talked about it. It's got the magnetic build plate. It has the super easy ten minute assembly that they're uh doing it's got a removable 4.3 inch touchscreen i don't know what that's got is useful for it's got the bed tensioners on it that's uh, gonna make keeping those uh sorry the belt tensioners on it that's gonna make that easy it is 220 by 220 by 220 so your standard ender three size and other than that, it's got, you know, all the fun dual screw, dual, uh, dual gear extruder, silent stepper motor. So this thing doesn't make a god awful racket when you're printing with it. Uh, and, you know, I love this thing. And oh, sorry, it's 220 by 220 by 280. It goes way up. Yeah. And they're offering that on pre-order right now. Delivery time? Mm -hmm. We don't know. We don't know exactly when this thing's going to get delivered. But we hope soon. So you ordered it. Too. I, I ordered I it immediately, and you ordered it and... uh, a, few, a few minutes after you. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I was. I was not sure you were going to jump on board with that because I know, you, like, you've had FDM woes. I have, I have, but you know, yeah. I, I, I am not trying to bash that brand, but they mm -hmm. have all had the same source, and it's also the same resin printer that I had issues with. No, those were my fault. Though. But mm -hmm. you know, my magic mm -hmm. thinking is trying to connect them on one umbrella, so. I'm, I'm trying the opposite going with I've had good experience with Elegoo, so we're gonna we're gonna try to stay positive and have a good experience with Elegoo FDM. I'm a believer. And next up on the 3D printing news is Cura 5.0 is out now. It's been in beta for a little bit and Cura is an open source slicer for FDM 3D printers. Um, it has become basically the go-to slicer for most of the community. I know that there's um, uh, some people really like Precious Slicer, and there's some older proprietary uh, slicers that just aren't being recommended anymore because they're just not getting updated. And there's other options out there. But most, I would say most FDM printing is done on Cura, on some version of Cura. And with the 5.0 release, there's some big game changers happening here. So it, I mean, it's well, already I, really, really capable of getting in there it, and doing it, some crazy yeah. stuff. So I'm curious what they're adding. That's like the previous updates brought us like lightning supports on, yeah. and lightning, lightning feel, which is like dramatically cuts down on this time. It takes to print large, uh, large solid objects that aren't mm -hmm. solid, but it does that by like only like printing it mostly hollow and only putting the infill like right where it needs to be to support the interior. So you get like basically a shell object instead of a, uh, instead of something filled with like a waffle pattern on the inside. Which of makes it. it nice to go to conventions with because it's so much lighter. 
Yeah. I mean, FDM prints are already stupid light too. Like I, I the first time I picked up a, a, a an FDM printed thing, like this little paint handle that I love that I printed on my Neptune. Uh it's just it weighs nothing. Yeah, yeah. But I I mean like I guess I I can have those big dwarven <laughs> runes and the big like gazebo things and archways that I can like literally have like I can two finger that while I'm holding another mini and like mm-hmm. it's it's yeah, yeah, it's like a feather. So you've been using lightning infill. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I have not. I've still been using just, you know, the honeycomb infill because I I haven't really had been in a rush, but I also like, I'm using the Elegoo version of Cura with my Neptune, which Mm -hmm. is like the customized one just for the Neptune. um, That was like just pre-configured for easy mode. So, but Cura five is, is definitely going to get me to switch on over the other big change that it brings. The big, the biggest of the big changes, it now will handle variable width of the of the extruder so oh before it just it, it set a width and it printed it tried to just calculate out like the walls are going to be this thick and the interior we're going to have to fill with this many layers in order to get this object and now it will actually make it will actually like dynamically print wider so that it has to print fewer layers or or even thinner so that it doesn't have to like squeeze in like crisscross patterns and just dramatically decreases the amount of movement that the machine has to make while printing uh, by being much much smarter about how thick the bead that it is printing is and on top of that there's other optimization this is all told resulting in average print time reduction of 20 percent just by slicing with the new version compared with the old version i'm excited for that because you know me like i i was king of the 32 hour print job so if i can save you know four or five of that that would be handy because then you get that power outage if you go too and you're done yeah all 3d print p has a wonderful uh write-up of this right now and accompanying video and the other big benefit that it has between just you know printing stuff more solid less wasted movement of the, the thing is this now because it can print tinier or thicker based on the needs of the print it is capable of printing bigger objects and tinier objects especially Mm. very tiny they show it off with printing extra very tiny benchies um in the uh ultimaker cura 5.0 release notes so it can print super bitty 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 tiny benchies whereas before the lines needed to print a benchy that small were smaller than they could calculate so it would just not print huh that's crazy cool yeah and considering cura is free to be yeah uh, yeah fan you know fantastic news so if you are uh, doing any FDM printing and you haven't upgraded your slicer in a while, go give 5.0 a shot and see if you like it because um, it definitely seems like it's an upgrade worth making. And I know that many of us just like, there's an update available for my software. And most of the time we put that off, or uh, some of us do. Maybe I do a lot. <laughs> Way more than I should. I, I have no idea how, how what you're talking about. My my cheetah box is totally up to date. I promise. <laughs> I was paranoid about updating cheetah box back when they were doing the um uh, the, the the locking things to the boards. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like, I don't want to screw up my printers and have to do firmware flashes. And now that's now that's not a concern anymore because they've they've released the SDKs for those, and many of the printers are being supported on multiple slicers again. And that giant PR disaster is over. 
Um, but for a while there, I was just like, I'm never updating G2 Box again because <laughs> I don't want to flash my Saturn's firmware, and I don't know that I would need to. I don't know that I wouldn't need to. Right, uh, right. But there's no reason not to update Cura because it is open source software. Oh, other big news. It now has much better support for M1 chips on Mac. There was oh. lots of complaints from Mac users that Cura was just so slow slicing compared to equivalent Windows computers. So huh. better slicing on Mac. So if you're using a Mac, great reason well, to upgrade. Well, maybe to now I'll, I'll use it because I, I have a Mac, but I've never used it for slicing. So that's good to know. And the, the final bit of FDM related news. Uh, so now we got better slicing. The printers are printing fat. Prints are going to print 20% faster just by upgrading our uh, stuff. Uh, oh, uh, Alex says, have they fixed the bug that stops Cura from opening if you have G2 box installed? I have no idea. I was not aware that bug existed, Alex. Um, I have not run into it because I have G2 box installed, though it hasn't been updated in a while, as I just went and talked <laughs> about and was able to open Cura uh, plenty of times. But hmm. I need to find like send this. Right, I know about that. For I sure. know Cheetah Box is now my default. Mm -hmm. um, like even if I'm trying to open FDM file, it tries to open it in Cheetah Box. So I have mm -hmm. to manually go and like right click it and do the open with Cura to do that. Right. But um, I don't, it doesn't stop me from doing it if I do it manually. So I'm not sure. Saying that they just installed Lachi instead of Cheetah Box. Uh, yeah, I love Lachi. Lachi is currently my go-to um uh software for doing my support work when i do my supports for my my files i do them in lachi even though i print in g2 box which is completely backwards but um early on in lachi i was just having some problems with uh hollowing and stuff that it just wasn't doing very well i'm sure that they've updated the software since then but at the time when lachi was just you know taking off uh, i was still needing to do like hollowing in g2 box and, and that sort of stuff uh, so i would ultimately slice for my printers in g2 box but support my stuff in Lachi, export my supported files as STL files, open them in G2 box, print. And that is probably a very inefficient workflow, but it's the one I know, darn it. <laughs> well, you have less fails than I do, so you must be doing some, right? Although, actually, I haven't too many fails in resin for a long time. So you're wondering, like, how could this get any easier? We've got auto-leveling printers at sub $220. We've got, you know, the Cobra Max, which is like a big old boy 3D printer with all of the auto-leveling features and stuff at sub $500. What could make our lives easier, Chris? I, I bet the answer involves more money. <laughs> it kind of does involve more money. <laughs> Um, th it this is a Kickstarter does. printer. I don't like, you know, I, I know the, the, that Kickstarter printers have a history of drama and failure. Um, so go into this one cautious because I don't, this is unlike anchor, which, you know, massive tech company that probably going to deliver on the stuff it, it makes because it makes a lot of good stuff. Um, this, this company bamboo, I'm not super versed on, uh, uh, bamboo labs X one, uh, printer is a, Core XY printer on Kickstarter right now that is throwing some features that just seem kind of ridiculous. Lots of the YouTube channels have gotten hold of the, the pre-launch uh, of it, and they have been loving what they've been seeing, which is the only reason that I trust this enough to bring it up. But the, the bamboo has a heated interior, which is, you know, auto bed leveling, you know, the heated interior. It's got a built-in webcam, like all the cool stuff I was talking about, the anchor, then some. It's got multi-material spool feeding, so it's got uh, a four-slot one on top, and you can sling a fifth one around the back and feed that so in. So five filaments. 
Yeah. So if you want to print in five different colors, you can do that with this printer or like they make filament that is just support material that dissolves. So you can print the support material. You can print the model and the, with dissolving support material and then just dissolve it away. So you don't have any like scarring that's on your pretty print. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's a cool thing you can do with that. Sounds neat. What yeah. on earth is a core XY? What does that even mean? Okay. So a core XY printer. Um, it's as opposed to a bed slinger uh, printer, which is what the Neptunes and the Enders are. So it instead of the print head moving, the print head moves in X and Y. So it you know goes forward backwards instead of like the Neptunes Ender where it goes left and right and up and down. So it the Y and Z and the X axis uh -huh. is handled by the print bed. I might have my X and Y backwards here, and the bed itself on the printer moves is the other axis. Yeah, it yeah, moves back and forth. The 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 reason that that is sometimes a bad thing, actually, usually know, always know. a bad thing. I know. Oh, why, why do you know? Because if go. you put it too close to your wall and you're not paying attention. No. Not, I mean, yes, but no, Kristen, it has nothing to do with banging your wall. <laughs> oh, it doesn't just bang your wall. It also messes up your print. It absolutely does. It absolutely messes up your prints. Oh, I, so, I don't know how I know that. Oh my gosh, Kristen! I how have you ever managed to print anything? Uh, today, I could not tell you. I think it's oh. been all uh, random circumstance. Monkeys pouring resin into vats, and you know, and, okay. and eventually getting. Sorry. So instead of moving back and forth, what happened? Okay, so the instead this time the, the print head is at the top of the printer and and doesn't move up and down, and the bed itself moves up and down. And the big advantage of doing this way is that you have much less being asked to move quickly in directions which is what let's give that was what puts on prints when you see like wavy walls on things or like little imperfections um it's because you know physics is a thing and when you sling a big heavy object at high speeds you have to then slow that down to get precise movements from your robot and because you you know, let's have a like an FDM printer is taking a plastic filament, melting it into a liquid, then very precisely and very quickly moving it across, uh, you know, a surface with fans cooling it down immediately after. And when you have like massive amounts of of, of material like moving quickly, um, that means that it has to either slow down to compensate for uh, that movement, have algorithms be built in that that. Uh, compensate for the projected overextension from that movement you know it's, it's the same reason that you know freight trains can't stop on a dime you know they they, they have to slow down or they're not they're going to miss their target uh so this way the the heavy mass of that print bed is not moving ho a whole lot it's only moving down a slight little bit every layer and the the stuff doing the very precise movement the print head has a lot less weight attached to it therefore it can print much more cleanly and more accurately and it can print faster because it doesn't have to compensate and slow down as often it can print a whole lot faster we're seeing print speeds from some of the test units of more than twice as fast uh results using this printer as opposed to an ender 3 so twice as fast five colors of filament mm -hmm. uh, heated bed heated chamber camera I'm starting yep, to see camera. that dollar sign spin up. Yeah, all of this is available for the low, low price of 800 bucks on the Kickstarter, or Thanks. like 900 bucks if you get the multi-eater up top. Like that's a that's a 
So and I'm assuming that's a discounted a, Kickstarter price. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. The and this is all like, like this is conversions from Hong Kong. Oh, okay, yeah, can see. Yeah. So you know, it's about 800 US dollars <laughs> will get you the printer. I love that. 950 will get you the printer and the cool thing. That prologue statement right there needs to be on a T-shirt. <laughs> Sorry, twelve hundred dollars gets you. We hated three D cool printing thing. as much as we loved it. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so this is just another printer, like the Anchor Three, like the Cobra, like the um, the uh, uh, the Ender Three, uh, like the Anchor Make. That is just taking the frustration out of FDM printing, so that you can just use them. Yeah. The other cool feature, the one that like takes this one above and beyond into crazy tank is that this will also Alex Schreiber coming in three horse heresy boxes. Heresy boxes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. You know, usually you have to calibrate your filament when you calibrate your printers, you know, because you like each filament is going to be slightly different. So, you know, different temperatures, uh, different uh, viscosities, just like, all those settings have to be adjusted. Um, this does that for you because it it will take a new type of filament and then mm. it will extrude beads of it on the on the build plate and then it has a uv camera that it runs across that bead to analyze it and then it automatically makes the adjustments that need to be made to the filament itself and like when you first turn on this printer for the first time and get it set up, it does a vibration test so that it can handle its accelerometers so that it can print fast, where it just vibrates the different motors at different frequencies and then measures how they have changed or wiggled in position to each other so that it will calibrate for whatever you know rickety table you have it set it up on so that it will print even cleaner. Like it does all of the stuff itself. Uh, that, like, that sounds amazing. It also yeah. sounds like it's something that has to be maintained. And I'm a little nervous about something like I yeah. couldn't maintain something like that. I'm sure I'm as like, I'm super excited about this only because they sent this printer out to multiple tech sites to review it. And they've all come in with glowing reviews. Awesome. Uh, and also uh, that these features are kind of like extra. It's like so extra. Oh, it, yeah. It's um, oh, unheard of. Like, yeah, like I mean, it doesn't stop printing the wanting them. <laughs> yeah, melting the filament and examining it with a UV, with a UV camera, camera to automatically <laughs> adjust the settings on the filament. That's that's wonderful. So is that uh, a hello, different ben camera Stanley? than the the, the web yeah, camera? Yeah, it's so, so it has multiple cameras. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 camera for monitoring the print is up in the corner, and it has spaghetti detection. So the printer will actually detect when the print has gone bad for some reason and stop it. Nice. That that would be worth something right there. Uh, mm -hmm. Kevin says something about physical Kickstarter's not going well. Uh, uh, he says paint. I'm wondering is that the Duncan Rhodes one? Oh no, coat, maybe. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, but, I uh, hope that you get your paint soon, Kevin. I understand yeah, physical yeah. Kickstarters are a risk. Um, Having man, run so. run one myself, there's there's tons of things that can go wrong. Like mm -hmm. I don't know, your shipping costs quadrupling, for instance. Yep. Um, but hopefully you get your paint soon. And and I, I, this looks so amazing. I, I hope. Like I would be nervous to back it because it looks so good but right. um you know sometimes it does does drop but then sometimes it goes the way of the 300 dollars litter box that james ordered that we still haven't ever seen oh no so, oh i don't even know how many years ago that was wow that's what got like i've had digit toys that i've never seen yeah i have i have a fat i have like less than a 50 percent kickstarter success rate for physical objects and i have always oh then i'm batting really well <laughs> Yeah, 
because I'd, I'd say probably I'm, 95. I'm betting very poorly, honestly. Yeah. yeah, but I usually back things like, you know, Massive Darkness too. Uh, Kevin says, yeah, it's Duncan Rhodes, 208. A yeah. lot of people are getting their paint, so hopefully you're going to get that paint soon, Kevin. I uh, Someone actually backed that Kickstarter for my, my birthday, I think, or Christmas. But it's been it long yet? enough, I, I can't tell you what it was at this point. But uh, yes, I am also waiting on that. So hopefully I'll have those to talk about whenever they show up too. I uh, did not go in for the Duncan paints, uh, uh, but I hope that they are awesome to the people that have painted them. I did, by the way, pick up my contrast mega set finally. Oh no! What? No, I did. I got it finally. I, oh, I finally wonderful. got one tracked in. And you mean you know. your Army Painter Speed Paint mega set? Oh, did what did I say? Contrast. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, I did. Wow, that was yeah. a big slip. I uh, mean, if, ben, I oh. I have the contrast mega set. Like, sure, jump in on that three hundred dollar <laughs> train. Yeah, I, I don't have that. I have enough of a painful contrast set. No, the speed paint mega set. I'm clearly very tired. I, I will say blood loss from today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ben, I think you might have just missed uh the the rundown on the yeah so um, just to answer ben's question in chat we're talking about the neptune 3 is they announced it literally the day after our last podcast when we were talking about how cool the cobra was um and you know automatic bed leveling magnetic build play lots of cool features uh sub 220 dollar price tag it was it's it's a yet another printer that is making fdm printing easy these printers are taking care of the frustration part no longer is the expectation that you're going to need to buy a printer and then take half the parts of it and throw it straight into the trash and replace them with all the other aftermarket parts you bought on amazon <sighs> i'll never at this point i'm never opening that ender 3 i'm going to just find a good home like you know you know who wants a free ender 3 pro and give it to somebody i mean it's still a decent printer though i'm sure it is but man i love printers that i just have to oh, yeah. take the top and put it on oh james the, dirchmond the... <laughs> uh, yeah it's, it's uh 2018 there that's yeah yeah sorry you're never getting that litter box james ben stanley says i want the free ender 3 pro ben toss me a uh, email if you're willing to pay shipping i will put it in the mail for you it is all yours Fun and prizes on our podcast, apparently. Do we need a tax oh. liability? I'm just I have no idea. Like, <laughs> we're not for profit right now. So oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So that's that's I thought that would last us a little bit longer, but we I mean at this point I'm kind of hype. Um I was getting a little bit annoyed with uh, uh, I was getting a little bit annoyed with FDM printing just in general. Like even even as easy as the Neptune Two is, you know, just doing the bed, manual bed leveling was that tiny little bit of bit of barrier that was keeping me from like you know any any point of friction. Like I used to work in UI design for websites, and mm-hmm. you know the 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 I don't I'm sure this is a gross misunderstanding, but like we basically said like anytime you have a decision point, you lose half the people. And it's like the the second you put a friction point where they have to make a decision decision or do something extra you lose half your audience and so we it was constantly when designing websites like reduce the friction points reduce the friction points like you know and like i'm sure that's a gross exaggeration or maybe not even super accurate but you know manual bed leveling before i can run a print um has stopped me from doing a print when i'm tired after editing this podcast going in like 2 a.m into the well, house and it's like i kind of want to get the cool dice tower going i'm tired I well, especially then it's thing. like you get the energy up then you go in and if you're doing your due diligence you remember oh i need to heat the bed so now i've got to heat the bed and wait for that to come up and you mm-hmm. know that's a good you know 10 to 20 minutes while you can get distracted by 8 million other mm-hmm. things and now you've yeah. got your 
that do not it, make the mistake of leveling without man and i have that bit and first. you, I you have are to. going to have a bad time you are going to be done right there oh, that's going to be God. it and you're you know you, you get tired especially like right before bed like you said you hate it up you get you whatever you make the mistake if you don't you waste a whole print that runs while you're asleep and you come into spaghetti yeah, yeah and that is so disappointing like you know when i when that happens to the big print and it's just like oh no oh no the top half of this castle just doesn't exist yeah it, and then you have to clean up the filament it's a bad time so anything that makes this easier is going to and also this is adding another fdm printer i am happy with my one saturn you know for my personal use and for printing for my friends one saturn takes care of all of that problem you know um and i don't need to worry about it you know the saturn takes care of the all my needs uh, yeah sure there might be some times when i want to do a very big project and have to run multiple print plates to get it done but more often than not the saturn just sits idle waiting for me to decide to print something with fdm printers it takes so much longer to do printing that the, the concept of having multiple FDM printers running to get a project done in a reasonable amount of time is tempting because yeah, I'm looking absolutely. at some of these buildings at like Ian Lovecraft's buildings or City of Firwood or or some of these uh, stuff from Cast and Play or the Asgard Rising ru uh, ruins sets, the Nephilim ruins, and it's just like okay, I really want to print this cool freaking tumbling wizard tower. How much has they're going to take oh four entire days of fdm printing like multiple 20 hour right prints. right Ugh. and as Ugh. you've so graciously tutored me you can't mm -hmm. just fill up the tray like we're used to with resin so like you right. do that you spread it out you start to get uneven heat and you know you're like taking said, a gamble. yeah you're taking a gamble that you're going to get adhesion problems and then if it pops off i have literally had my cast and play um that noble king's court set i had mm -hmm. six of those things one of them came loose, knocked into the next one, and it was like Domino's with spaghetti. It was so bad. Like when uh, Dragon Lock was first, like Fat Dragon Game stuff, um, you know, uh, was first coming out. And okay, this is where I have to do, like I should have done a disclaimer earlier. We've worked for OPR. I've worked for Fat Dragon. So, um, you know, just disclaimers. Do not currently work for Fat Dragon. Um, uh, those, um, when they were doing their thing, uh, I was seeing like the users post with like the, the floor tiles stacked like 50 to a plate, just like crammed on there. And it's just like, wow, you're taking your life in your hands with that, my, my dudes. Yeah, yeah. But like at the same time, I've seen people pull it off on the right machine at the right mm -hmm. settings. I've seen yeah. like it's those Kraken tiles get, mm -hmm. you know, dropped with mm -hmm. rows and rows of beautifully stood on end things. And it yeah. actually gives them that crisp, nice edge for you know matching up and but uh yeah hasn't it works, happened it for works. me you know maybe with my auto bed leveling ender three yeah, maybe not ender three yeah. neptune three, neptune three. Uh, yeah I'll, well I'll, that'll I'll be the proof yeah. that'll be the proof right there if i can do it mm -hmm. consistently with a neptune three then it then it might be the mainstream printer we have long prophesied and and waited for. but with me now getting multiple fdm printers going simultaneously uh this is the slippery slope uh, for me like you know filling a garage filled with cr70s and like opening a print farm <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing i kind of like that's a, that's a direction i kind of maybe don't want to go down <laughs> though at the same time i kind of want to see r70 i really want to see r70 <laughs> like there's very few printers that i lust over but the cr70 infinite z axis i want that so bad i there's so many cool things what would I you make print. though what would you what would you make that furniture that furniture <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. 
you better get some uh, better filament grade than we're using then. Yikes. Oh, no, no, no. Hatchbox will take care of me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Disclaimer, you will... any furniture made by Param is for entertainment purposes only. I'm just kidding. Uh, so, Ben, there's a few of uh, the YouTubers that have already got like early, you know, pre-production model reviews up. If you want to check those out. Um, I know Uncle Jesse's going to have one soon. And I think Teaching Tech has one. Um, and... Uh, you will absolutely hear from us when we've got ours in our hands, how we, we feel about it. I know that my Neptune 2, love it to pieces. I printed so much stuff on it. And I was I was honestly like about to pull the trigger on a second Neptune 2 when the Cobra was announced. And then I was about to pull the pick trigger on the Cobra instead when the Neptune 3 was announced. Yeah, if I, uh, if I can get the results you've had consistently with your Neptune 2 with the Neptune 3, I will not shut up about it. Because I love terrain. I have people in my games that are aphantasic. Theater of the mind does not exist for them. They want to see stuff. They want to see tactical layouts. They want to see cool paint paint ups. They want that immersion that they they cannot make in their head. And Mm -hmm. terrain is the way to get that 90% of the time, you know, and, uh, I, I want I want it so bad to be consistent because I've done some pieces, I've done some really cool things, but you know when I can't rely on it and I've got a week out for my game, if I want to print the you know the next room of the dwarven dungeon, it's mm-hmm. it's got to work if mm-hmm. I'm going to do four days of printing. Yeah. So Ben Stanley says you would not 3D print a car. I beg to differ. I might not 3D print a car, but you know who has? Even Miranda's YouTube channel. Uh, he has 3D printed a car. He's and he's currently working on 3D printing a tank, like a giant toy tank that he can sit into with tracks that move back and forth, the full enclosure, um, and including a cannon that launches Nerf darts, really big Nerf darts, hundreds of yards. So do go check out uh, even Miranda's uh, YouTube channel, and like he has printed a car, he's printed a tank, he pr- he print this like like. 20 foot long nerf crossbow that just shoots darts like crazy far all sorts of crazy 3d printing stuff that he's done uh so do go check his channel out if you want to see some of like the really extreme ends of what 3d printing is possible he's also built multiple 3d printers himself from scratch that includes like ones that can 3d print on a four foot by eight foot i was gonna say that's the the big frame one right yeah 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 Uh, we showed that off uh, a few episodes of that back and you know, life goals, life goals right there. Kevin says, just rub some tenacious on the furniture and we'll be fine. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like smoothing FDM prints with resin is a thing that people do. Uh, ben Stanley saying they've seen 3D printed RC aircraft and RC boats. I have too. Those are some really great stuff. Um, the uh, first person view drone community is filled with 3d printed drones that just do amazing cinematography work that i as a videographer appreciate and would love to have one like first person view drone uh, footage is some of the amazing stuff and if you like um the the new michael bay movie ambulance has a ton of fpv footage in it because uh he hired an entire fpv crew uh potato jet has a cool video on on how that was made and the with the team that made it and like some of the shots they do where they fly the drone underneath a launching 
police car that's coming off a ramp uh, during a chase and then like circling around behind to chase the police car down the highway like crazy shots that are possible with with drones and many of these drones are 3d printed very cool all right so uh that's that's kind of all i've got from my news segment anything from the newsy stuff from you Kristen? bring up not that i can think of like i said i'm, I'm gonna claim blood loss again right <sighs> but you know what else is is, is bleeding quickly Oh, our wallets, because there are some fantastic campaigns that we're going to shout out to in our shout out section. Uh, The first one I want to shout out to is we've talked about Kraken tiles before. Uh, They're the uh, dungeon tiles of choice for me personally. During this Um, episode, even. Yeah. (laughs) And the Kraken's got a new Kickstarter that I almost missed. There's only three days left on this thing at the time of hearing. I'm sure there's going to be pledge manager. There was for the. Yeah, I got mine late. I got mine late. So I'm sure they'll be on their site. So you don't need to stress about that. Right. Uh, the price might go up a little bit, but it is Kraken Space Battlegrounds. And so it's tons of sci-fi miniatures and absolute crap tons of really good looking sci-fi terrain. But even if you're not a sci-fi gamer, it's also it's like it's meant to be like a, an end all be all like sci-fi adventure space travel stuff. So like your Star Wars games, your Star Finder games, your 40K and stuff. Um, so it's also got a lot of wilderness terrain like mm-hmm. outdoor wilderness which is something that the kraken tiles the first t- time around they were like dungeons and buildings and sewers and caves like interior spaces and this is exterior spaces so like starports but also like rocky crags and mountains and forests really cool trees that can be printed way way tall and in addition to the terrain this time around they also are providing like so like over a hundred minis as yeah, well those, as and those look pretty spacecraft. good. They look like Cyberforge quality. Yeah, they are very good quality. Like there's some obvious nods to Star Trek. There's a fifth element looking aliens in here, but there's like spaceships. Um, a lot of in, they do have some interior stuff too, like sci-fi interior corridor stuff. You could absolutely build a space Hulk board out of this stuff if you wanted to, or just some amazing like um, star uh, star grave. Ports I was going to go with Stargrave. So oh, okay. Stargrave, Kill Team, um, Grim Dark Futures, where I'm going to use the crap ton of this stuff. Uh, Starfinder, any of the sci-fi role-playing game stuff um so they have tons of that the cool thing is like it's all on this time they're doing open lock uh so they're on open lock tiles this time around but they do include like big old big boy uh ones to uh, uh to include and they but all of the elements so like um if you see like a building or a tree or a rock or a crashed spaceship all of those elements actually come off the tiles like the old Kraken tiles and then can be used independently as scatter terrain on a flat board if you just want to do things that way. So it's like really if you cool. don't want to print the tile ground tiles and you just want to use a, a, a mat, this is still a great choice because you know it's all the trees also i like that it's like print the tree as tall as you want it's the the tree is modular but not modular as in the leaves it's just like how long you want trunk <laughs> like this yeah. is the undertale long boy dog that you can just keep print 
padding to make the neck longer and longer and longer. It's interesting too. Cause I think I mentioned before we, we were talking before the show went live that uh, I really like dungeons and lasers and mm-hmm. they have some modular trees and I actually, actually these might look better. Um, and you know, the idea that this is more customizable if you want to do more short stunted burn forest, you could also use it. It looks like maybe they're using some foam bits or something to make some flushed out like quote unquote live trees later, but they're good mm-hmm. framework uh, and again, more customizable with height. Mm-hmm. So I think I really like that. I really like this crashed spaceship tile. They've got It's just like a huge tile. So this is going to be like a whole build plate for me, uh, for my Neptune when I, when I print it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that crash spaceship, like I, I'm still remember fondly running a game store when the battle from a crag came mm-hmm. out for Warhammer and like cool space Marines and stuff. But what I really liked from that set was it had that big crash spaceship terrain piece. I'm like, that's so cool. I wish I had that terrain. And so now I can print my own crash spaceship. Yeah. And you know, you could even use it if you, if you're doing a weird, uh, you know, mixed mm-hmm. apocalypse fantasy setting, you could even have it on a fantasy world, like a barrier peak style. There's a crash spaceship monsters coming out mm-hmm. of it, et cetera. So, yeah. So I've had great experience with the Kraken stuff before. Uh, so the, the new, like the all in pledge is 45 euros or 49 USD. And it gets you, like I said, a crap ton of miniatures and all that terrain. So like, it's a really good press point for, in my opinion. So, Hey, go check that out. It's a shout out for, and also like I was just talking about you know, Kickstarters and stuff, but with, SDL Kickstarters, I don't have those reservations because more often than not, and I get the files super quick and Kraken yeah. has already delivered for us before. So before, I have no yeah. I hesitation even recommending their stuff. Alex says that Humble Bundle's also running a big sci-fi future tile thing. I saw that. Uh, I have not gotten time to do enough research to give it a recommendation or shout Alex, out. Alex, if you show, have a link and want to throw it in the week. chat, that would be cool. I will do that before next week. And if it is cool, I'll, I'll, I'll shout it out then. I do know that had 15 days. Uh, the Humble Bundle one had 15 days left. So there, there is some time to jump in on that one. And I think it's like 25 bucks for the all-in on that one. Oh, that's not bad at all. But I have not done enough like research into that one, so I can't I can't like give it my official like shout out approval thing there. Sure. Now you know who else some really awesome trees? Uh I do, but you're gonna tell me anyway. Yeah, cast and play. <laughs> cast and play this campaign last year called the Terrain Essential Stuff. Uh Terrain Essentials, outdoor volume nature like swamps and caves like like dozens and dozens of different sets it, it, it's of good good really stuff. really cool terrain that was designed to be printed out in resin by the way this stuff is not like i i don't know if you can print it out in fdm but like this was this was designed to be printed out in resin um i like that it was all pre cultivated little bundles of terrain so it's not just like here's a tree here's a log here's a frog so here's a squirrel to put on it build it yourself it's like here is a little small one inch by one inch clump of stuff to to paint up and put on your board here yeah, is it's, a big it, old forest it, cost it's slap five of six of these down and your board is done kind of yeah you're gonna have a great looking board in no time i love it i love it how it handles it makes deploying these on the table super fast much more detailed than i would have gotten uh, if i was placing these elements down manually because i would have stopped you know because like like one of the things they have is uh like one of their largest like two different pet trees of two different varieties a bunch of rocks a bunch of bushes stuff like flocking on the bushes a squirrel sitting on the rock i would have stopped like three layers of detail ago because i'm just right. trying to get stuff on the table really quickly. textured rocks some mm-hmm. tufts 
and a little dry brushing, probably it would be yeah, what I'm you done. I'm done. done. Like my forests that I use right now are I forget uh I forget who made it. I think it may be STL miniatures. No, oh, printable scenery. Printable scenery did this really cool tree set where the some of the trees have faces on them. Yeah. And I've got a bunch of those printed out with flocking on them. So I printed out the trees and then added like flocking to them to for the uh clump foliage to be right, the leaves. Right. And I put like three or four of those on a little cardboard cutout that I cut out and a chipboard medium density fiberboard that I have cut out and then glued, you know, uh, flocking to and some rocks and a bunch of moss and a few flowers. And that was it. I'm nothing close to the detail on these pieces. And these pieces make uh, the, the train essential stuff, which is still available. Let's you just like very quickly put a whole bunch of really cool detail out on your table in a hurry. Um, the first set was wonderful. It's already out. Well, they announced that they're doing another set, but now it's interiors. And man, when you're doing a dungeon, being able to just like throw down a whole bunch of detailed stuff in a hurry yeah. is going to may be a humongous time save. Because one of the things that slows down when I go full terrain, when I go full terrain, is just getting, you know, I don't want to take all day slapping it down. So like they've got a, instead of like laying down a coffin, it's a little clump that's a coffin with a jar, some skulls, a rock, a treasure chest, uh, candles. And this cast and play already does some of the best furniture in the industry. So their, their stuff is very expressive. It prints well, it reads well on the table. And you can print this out uh, very easily and use some contrast paints and some dry brushing, like you know, five minutes total to get this stuff painted up and it would look wonderful on your table. Also, they're going to have beds. So this is an upcoming Kickstarter they're doing. Just keep an eye out on it. They don't have the detail teasing it. It being very teasy, like cast and play always is. Yeah. But uh, this is going to make my interior scenes as easy to decorate as my exterior scenes. Yeah, and I, I totally dig that it's in that same consistent vibe with their terrain pieces that come with their Patreon. So like, it's just going to dovetail like perfectly. Like, if, for instance, my FD printer had not destroyed that royal room, those little mm -hmm. you know uh, bookshelves and stuff would have gone perfect in it. Oh, yeah. Sad. And your 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 Kraken tiles looked really cool. I really liked them. Those weren't three D printed, but they looked fantastic. Oh, you're talking about the Dungeons laser ones or the? I did print some crack some Kraken ones three D printing, and they just they were had warped on the side. So uh, Kevin asks in chat, wondering, have y'all seen the Festa guy who's been printing up beautiful models on the Sonic eight K um, person's main temper the mini eight K? I have not the eight, mini eight K is a fantastic looking affordable little printer that has been tempting me as well because like hyper detail at that low like it, it will blow away anything that a mold is able to produce forget co cast you're going to get the best possible prints out of something like that um but no i haven't seen that particular printer kevin so give me some links i'd love to check it out any uh, shout outs from you Kristen? uh kind of yeah for for yes. me us us for me oh i will physically be at uh minicon which is a very very small discreet thing at game haven in utah uh, sandy utah Ooh. um and we'll actually be doing um kind of small um uh panels we'll also have um some demos i'll be showing off some 3d prints be talking about how to use them in your games i also probably be running a game it's on free rpg rpg bleh, free rpg day so you can come in and get free stuff giveaways and all that stuff um and hopefully I will get uh, 
the blessing of some of our friends to to give away some prints as well. So. Wonderful. That would be awesome. Do go check that out. If you're in the area, you'll get a chance to go say hi, Kristen, and see some of the cool stuff we're printing. I might even have little printed me's. And with that, we are at time. We thank all of you all for joining us for this episode. It has been fun. I'm really excited for the way that the technology is advancing with 3D printing. Like it's iterating so fast. Yeah, um, like it's great. Yeah, this it's hurting the wallet. But it is absolutely <laughs> making the inner six-year-old happy with joy that I can make toys happen just by hitting buttons now. Uh, so if you want to check out, if you want to help out the show, one of the best things you can do is give us a five-star rating. We think we're five-star, but give us a rating over on uh, iTunes or on Spotify. If you're watching us on Facebook, it also helps out if you give us a like and subscribe and leave us a comment like what you would print with a cool new awesome $800 print printer that print support material you can melt in the sink <laughs> and if also you want to find uh, more you can find us at printergames.com and kristen what were you about to go to don't forget to use your screen protector until you get one that has a built-in one because that's yeah, gonna be a down. Now. yeah it's great that they have built-in screen protector. they're gonna ruin their outro line kristen. i know i know it. but until you have a crazy tempered glass immune to resin built-in screen protector don't forget one yeah yeah I'm Jefferson J. Thacker, also known as Param. I'm Kristen, also known as Lost Spheres. And we will see you next time.